It's enough time, beloved, that you serve God for the material, for whatever it is. Pass this test, and no devil will have a play anymore. I keep preaching it to you. I keep preaching it to you. Hallelujah. Paul says, I heard of your faith. I heard of your love. But I don't want what has happened to so many people to happen to you. That Satan will set up these roadblocks to frustrate, to antagonize. And all of a sudden you quit going to church. I heard of a young lady, pharmacist from Nigeria. She said, who raised you? Not even married. The guy changed his mind and said, I, don't, I can't do this. I went with somebody else. And she goes to the bridge and jumps in the water. You see? You are not saved. If you have met the man from Galilee. When the man, how many times have I suffered betrayal, abandonment, people that were in my bedroom? Hallelujah. Won't even return my phone call. Won't say anything. Join my enemies. But he showed up. The man I served with in ministry, you know, he he was preaching that Christians should run for politics and and he didn't see anybody, so he decided to run for Senate. And he won by a landslide and beat this notorious thug. And they hired an assassin after him. And he came home. And the doorbell rang. He opened the door. These things happen in seconds. They sprayed him with bullets and drove off in the motorcycle. (laughs) He looked at me and smiled. He never called me Chica. He always calls me Chica. I don't know where he got that from. He said, Chica, that was the greatest miracle of my life. I said, what happened? He said, they shot me. I don't know how many bullet holes. I hit the ground, oozing with blood. He says, and the Lord Jesus showed up. He says, son, give me your hand. <laughs> well, that's when we know who is who. We're all in church making noise. We're all preachers. But when the chips are down, if Jesus will leave heaven, and come down because a man shot you. You know you're a son of God. He said he took him by the hand, raised him up. He said, drive to the hospital. He drove to the hospital. He said when he walked into the hospital, people were running. I don't know why people are so afraid. You see a man walking, losing with blood. And they took him in to surgery immediately. 
and took out the bullets, and there's one or two they couldn't get to because he was a senator. When he healed up, the Nigerian government sent him to England, and they took out those two bullets. He lived out his life. Uh, I told you the day he died, he said he came home one afternoon. He said, I'm so hungry. I want a goosey soup. If you don't know what it is, don't worry. <laughs> and they made him with fufu and he ate. He said, I'm so sleepy. So he laid down. And then a few minutes later, he got back up. He said, oh, this is not sleep. This is the Lord coming to take me. So you're coming, let me bless you and pray for you, because I'm about to leave you. He laid hands on his wife, gave her instructions. He prayed for whoever was around. He said, all right, I'll see you when, you, when it's your turn. He laid down and went to glory. What a way to die. <laughs> That's where I came from. That's the people I served under. Sons of God on the earth. You see miracles, cripples walk, blind eyes open. He will give a word of knowledge. I remember we had a full gospel, full gospel businessmen's fellowship thing in Benin City. He said, Now there's a man here. And you have business problems. If you come, I'll pray for you. And God will resolve it. That guy jumped up. He said, okay, no, that's not you. But I'll pray for you. You stand aside. Somebody else came. He said, no, that's not you. Stand aside, but I'll pray for you. The third person came. He said, no, it's not you. See how precise? Then finally, this guy reluctantly stands up. He said, no, it's you. Come. <laughs> and he prayed for him. He said, okay, now you, or you, whatever, come. He prayed a general prayer for them so you can go and sit down. But that's the one God sent me to. Hallelujah. Well, the Lord said to me just now, why are you looking at me as if I'm telling you some strange things? He said, these things belong to you. All I'm doing is whetting your appetite to leave this circular worldly Christianity of America and start hungering. <laughs> he that hungers and thirsts after righteousness shall be filled. Wisdom. The spirit of wisdom. And revelation. When I think about the depth of God's wisdom, how he crafted the human body, how he crafted the female body. All the issues, how babies are conceived and carried nine months and all the complex things that happen before a baby is born. He figured all that out. The wisdom of God. To create the heavens. He said he measured the mountains in scales before he released them. He said he weighed the oceans by the skirts of his garment. Hey, what a mighty God. <laughs> <laughs>
That's who I'm worshiping. And I determined until they put me in that box. I said, there are two things. I used to say, the last one I'm about to say now, but let me say the one I started saying last Sunday, that before I leave this earth, I will leave a glory imprint on this earth. I'm not seeking popularity. I'm not seeking to be known. But one day, when you hear my name, you'll be synonymous with the glory of God. And I have no desire to pursue anything else. I have no membership drive. I have no money drive. I have nothing. I just have him. It's the wisdom of God that taught me that. That everything is attuned to God. That what you're chasing after will run from you. But when you find them at the presence of God, at his feet, God will instruct them to follow you. It's the spirit of wisdom and revelation. You don't want to be serving Jesus with your head. You need revelation. The spirit. He says spirit. When the spirit is not on you, that other spirit is on you. Blabbing at the mouth. Going off. Making noise. How many times have something happened and I want to react? The spirit of wisdom will tell me, no, do this. And when I do it, it's so precise and so accurate. Watch. Because he's running away from me. Watch. He says, the eyes of your understanding. You notice? Your understanding has eyes. It needs to be enlightened. Satan is darkening it. (laughs) That you may know what is the hope. That's what I was showing you in the scriptures. The hope of your calling. Why did he choose me? Why did he choose you? I read them to you last Sunday. Now I want to read them to you again and show you scriptures that buttress them. So they will be so clear to you. You will never give it up again. Now watch. Let me read the first one. Revelations 3, once again. Verse 5. He that... Mm -hmm. In other words, God's only plan for you is that you overcome. He doesn't have a failure plan. I was... Discussing with uh, my son, Bishop Dar, he said God took him to heaven and showed him. All the, he said he saw technologies there that hadn't even reached the earth. And then he saw some mansions that are empty. He said, what are these? He said, these are the people that didn't make it. But their mansions are here. 
He said, then, he asked the father, well, what, what will happen with them, with these things? He said, nothing. They just missed it. You notice, in 1 Corinthians 10, he said that God was not well pleased with the children of Israel in the wilderness. Remember that? He said, because they were overthrown in the wilderness. I say, see, only a king can be overthrown. You are sitting on a throne, and everything Satan is doing is to unseat you. He said that God is, was not well pleased with them. In other words, he was pleased, but not because they failed. <clears throat> so when, you know, furious licks are being laid on you, it's because your throne is important. And the demons want to sit on your chair. And tell them, you've suffered enough, and this you're behind is where that throne belongs. And no devil is going to sit in your chair. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hmm? Because Satan is a master at making, you know, stuff that's nothing. He builds it up and it's all that. Hmm? You remember before you found out what sex was? And how it was all that. And now you're willing to go to hell for it. Now what? So which lie are you going to believe next? He's always hyping things up to tell you that it's worth giving up God. Notice how quiet he got. It must be that you still think it's all that. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> uh, yeah, because I see some of you beautiful young ladies, you've been waiting a while, and you know, and maybe you've tasted some in the world, and here you're crawling up the wall, and they're telling you to take a shower and all this, and nothing is working, and you know, hey, heaven is expensive. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm not these preachers that put their head in the sand and acting like they've never struggled with anything. And this is tough. Hmm? Celibacy is tough. I don't know how I got over here, but I'm not running. I'm a, I need to stay here for a little while. Because many times the people that are running their mouth is because they got a good thing going on at home. Hmm? You're doing this thing every night, three times a week, four times, five times. So when we are talking, be quiet. Because you don't know what people are going through. Hallelujah. I was telling them about this guy that was always trying to counsel me about my marriage. Because he hadn't been through anything. And then... As soon as one little attack happened, he fell so hard until he was shacking up with a woman. His whole family scattered. I said, look at it. The counselor above his... <laughs> he can't even do what he was preaching because things were good. 
Like one bishop said to me, and now watch, this is how these things happen. I'm going to get to it. He said he was going through financial challenges in his ministry. And he was praying and believing God. And, and it doesn't seem like things were happening fast enough. And he watches all these other guys. And, you know, things are moving. So he went to them for counseling. What, what do I need to He said, have faith. Have faith in God. Watch. Then he later on found out that these guys are connected with politicians. And they were getting oil money. What they were telling him to have faith. Have faith. Mm-hmm. These are phony counselors. So before I start listening to anybody, tell me what you've been through. Let me see what you graduated from. I don't, I don't want a portfolio with no experience. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as you will see in the next text I will read, this guy got so upset and he went out and started businesses. He started making soap and started doing this and started doing that. He and his family started prospering. His son got a computer business and he built this house and all of this. He got all that. And as soon as he finished, he died. You see how looking sideways can seduce you. He lost the focus of what he was running for. That's why I have my blinders on. I don't care who is doing what, who is getting what, who is living where, who is flying what. It makes me no difference. I must stay with my heavenly father. Whatever he gives me, I can enjoy. But I ain't chasing what somebody else got. Hallelujah. Now watch. He says, he that overcome it, the same shall be clothed in white raiment. Watch. And I will not blot out his name out of the book of life. What does that tell you? He can blot your name out if you don't overcome. So why are you aggrandizing yourself and feeling like, you, you, you got a, a plan B. He said, now, if you don't overcome, I'm going to scratch your name off. I know you got preachers telling you, you, you know, you've already made it, and there's nothing to worry about. You better read the Bible. <laughs> Watch. He says, I will not blot out his name out of the book of life. Are you listening? But I will confess his name. Before my father and before his angels. Ooh, resurrection house. When was the last time your name was mentioned? In the presence of God. He says, if you overcome, I will confess your name. I'll call you your name. Makeda Kendra. In, huh? <laughs> Do you see this knucklehead? <laughs> Do you know what he did? I said, Makeda Kendrick. He said, no, no, Kendrick, Kendrick. <laughs> In other words, it is me that you should be called. 
That one is still on probation. You don't know if she's going to make it or not. <laughs> he said, come on, I should not be deceiving you. <laughs> don't worry. It will not be up to husbands and wives to determine. Every man's judgment will come from the Lord. Hallelujah. You and your friends may put you in heaven, but that doesn't mean you're going. All right now. He says, and I will confess your name. Think about what power that is. If Jesus will mention me in the Father's presence and before angels, what demon can access me? Who am I afraid of? That's what you're running for. That's your name. Will be mentioned in the presence of God. And that Jesus will fight off any attempt for your name to be raised. He will fight for you. He will stand for you. He will tell the Father, now I know him. Forgive him. Overlook this. Keep his name in the book. He just told me, some of you don't understand what I just said. Because the Father does not know sin. God cannot be tempted with evil. And he doesn't tempt anyone. Jesus had to come and experience it. So the father don't know what he's talking about. He don't know sin experientially. He knows what sin is. But he don't know it experientially. Jesus has gone through everything and more. He said he was tempted in all points. It's him telling the father, I know what that is. This is what that is. Work with them a little longer. Give me a chance. Hallelujah. You don't know why you should be praising him, worshiping him, dancing in his presence, rejoicing. He's able. Hallelujah. He's the only reason we are standing. Beloved. You know, understand what you are running for. Your purpose for life. That's what this message is all about. Paul was praying for the church. He says, I've heard of your love. I've heard of your faith. But I don't want you to run into these satanic brick walls when you are blinded and you can't find your way. No, you need the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. These things I'm telling you about Jesus, you better appreciate it because he's the only reason the Father hasn't cut you off yet. That's why the Father keeps forgiving you, restoring you, helping you. It's because of Jesus. Stop praising him for material things. Praise him for who he is. Praise him for his priesthood. Praise him that he is interceding for you. Praise him in those dimensions. You will leap over a wall. You will run through a troop. You will experience these things I'm talking about. He's the one that taught me these things. I separated myself from the frustrations of those pursuing his hands. 
seeking miracles and breakthroughs. God said to me, the leaven of the non-denominational church is trying to use God for personal success, but not to serve God. People are fasting endlessly and praying endlessly, pursuing ministry success. I want my church to go to 3,000 or 5,000. I want to have a jet. I want to do this. I want to be on national television. I want... None of it has anything to do with God. It's all personal success. As a young man in Nigeria, the son of a bishop, now they've made him a bishop. And every time I, I come around him, he's always mouthing off. He's always challenging me. So come on, let's tussle. I can pray. Let's fight. He says, the Bible says he's an ignorant fool whose mouth calls for strokes. It's pride. And then when I checked into his background, I saw that he was weak academically, couldn't pass anything. Even now, it's evident in his children, they can't pass anything. And because his father was a bishop, he was grandfathered into the ministry, and now he has resources and, and money and all of this. And he's, he's a fool. I said, that's what's wrong with the church. I live in America. The man lives in Nigeria, ministering to all these poor people. And when I walk up, he'll touch my clothes and say, oh, mine is better than yours. I was so disgusted. I said, I don't, I don't need to fellowship with you guys. I can afford any shirt. Even you two, I can buy you. And I don't, I'm not even in such a frame of mind. <laughs> One dollar is a thousand, sometimes 1,500 Nigerian Naira. How are you going to be mounting off as somebody coming from America with dollars? And your money is in Naira. I said, I need to separate myself from these deluded people in ministry. They don't know what they're running for. Why are we fighting about whose clothes are better? Hey, I invited one guy to preach for me. The glory of God was moving so powerfully at that dinner or banquet. People were falling off their chairs. And he got to preach, and the first thing he did was remove his watch and said, oh, in case you don't know what this is, this is a Rolex. Hey, I almost died that night. Eh? And start talking about his clothes and all of this and that somebody got to preach this morning ministry. Hey. I felt like he had urinated in the place. What poverty. What shame. I said, because you guys were so impoverished growing up, that the material is now your pursuit. And you're using God. You have no heart for the kingdom of God. You have no heart for the Lord Jesus to regain his place in America or anywhere you live. What are you in ministry for? May God save our generation. May God convert preachers back to the altar, back to the feet of Jesus, back to the study of God's word. So that when you open your mouth, that heaven will come to earth. And God's people will hear a word from their heavenly father. Live. That's our passion. That's our mission. We've been doing it for 21 years and haven't faltered. And we have no plans of going anywhere else or doing anything else. May this word save you. May this word rekindle your fire, your fire of intercession, your fire of the study of the word of God. Your fire let your motive be pure in serving God. He will bless you and more than your heart could wish or think. I celebrate your victory that you heard this word. Call the prayer line. Get involved with the voice of resurrection. It will be a revolution for you and your ministry. 
and your family. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. God bless you. Let it go. Bye-bye.